Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Civil Tension episode 19, blown out of proportion. Or invented from or scratch invented and then blown scratch. out of proportion. Yeah. And then, you know, invented, blown. made up, and blown out of proportion. <laughs> they but, all go uh, hand in hand. Here we are, Civil Tension. I'm Peter Galt, and with me today are everyone is a co-host today. Yes! So, all right. you know, you've all been promoted. Uh, so immediately to my left, uh, Bill Hasse, Dan Swiak, Ken Nicholson. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining me here. So I think this is uh, the the tightest group we've had on this, uh, which is kind of cool. Usually we've got a table of about nine or ten people, and today we've got four. So this is going to be an interesting conversation, I think. We can talk about everybody else that's not here. Well, right? yeah, right. you yeah. know, now now that they're not here, let's let's put let's our put church lady out. hats on. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the fallout. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who's not here, sorry guys. Oh well, gals too. Um, Oh, well, you, you had your opportunity. You had your chance. But I think today, yeah, I like this, Bill. You came up with the the topic that uh, we're looking at news stories that are just ridiculously blown out of out of proportion. It's Everybody has their own agenda, right? They take a piece of a story and they just blow it up. Well, it seems like they have some some objective they, that they want oh, to yeah. achieve in, in, in their control over public opinion or whatever, the, the reaction they want to get. And then they work backwards from that. What can we invent that's going to cause that, right? Mm. What's going to feed that? And then they take some... Uh, some conversation or, or some announcement by you know our our president or some equally conservative person and and, and they, they delete the front part of the context they delete the back part of the context to take up a couple of words out of the middle right make it believe make it say something completely totally different and then they publicize that and nobody goes to jail when they do this oh yeah right why why is it Pardon me while I jump right to that. Why is it there is no consequences anymore for going public with stuff that, as the great Mr. Reagan said, simply ain't so? Well, is that part of, <laughs> is that part of the First Amendment, wherein you have the freedom of the press, and freedom of the press has sources, and sources are protected, so they have the right under the freedom of the press to say these things. So has that become, well, they're press, they're a member of the press, they're protected under the First Amendment, therefore that means whatever they say is protected. So whatever they say, it may, it must we be know it's not true because we're finding out this like on a daily basis. Oh, well, we made this up or they made that up or... Well, it wasn't. That's only a piece and a portion of what was said. It's taken out of context. 
all the very divisively. The interesting part is, is okay, because of, due to technology nowadays, right, we get information much more quickly than ever before, and and it, it comes and goes so fast. These stories, mm-hmm. and it's just what's next, what's next, what's next, you know, and it's and we're kind of getting uh, conditioned to. You know, just saying, oh, wow, that's the story of the day, and but there'll be another one tomorrow. Just let it blow over. Well, there is. I mean, there always is. You know. Wait, certainly that is the mechanism, and, and that is the uh, the sort of professional <laughs> motivator. But oh, i got to come back to my lack of consequences thing. Okay, you covered a bunch of them, protecting sources, not much to do about that. But what happens when you knowingly... Rebroadcast everything from a re, you know, a retweet to a to a major news show. Something that you know, not to be the case, that injures somebody else. When's the last time you heard of somebody sued for libel? It doesn't happen because they, you know they got a source. No, I don't. You know, no, that, that gives you. But, that, okay, that's out for but the fact that I've got you for a source, or I, you, or you're an invented source, right? Yep. Should not give me the right to smear that guy's name over there repeating something that you may or may not have said that I know not to be the case. So you're running for office, let's say, in the state of Illinois, and, and, and you know, we'll talk about whether that's a great thing to do or not, but, you know, and you get slandered all over the place, right? I yeah. mean, look at our primaries. You know, sure. We were dig- oh, they were. They it were. was a ridiculous campaign. Unbelievable amount of money spent on it, oh, and it's yeah. all about smearing and everything. And, and the reality is, is that nobody sues. Now, of course, in Illinois with the governors, they, they have enough money to sue. But the average person doesn't. No. You can't go against a system. You well, can't oh. fight the system. <sighs> Whether you can't afford it or you don't have the brains or you don't, you don't have the contacts. Well, I, I guess I, so i got to use President Trump as, uh, as my, my perfect example. He's Easy. got a ton of money. Right, he has incalculable money on paper, right? and he is getting beat up by the press worse than anybody, pretty much. Right? I mean, he's got more enemies than all the rest of us put together. Well, right? he's pretty good at generating that, yeah. Yeah, and um, but and and many of the things that he is purported to have said, he did not say. How come nothing's happening there? I mean, it used to be that if you said bad things about the president, even if they were true, <laughs> you got thrown in jail. Right? Yeah. I, uh, it seems to me that we have lost a, a, a critical part of our due process here, that there, there is no defense against somebody going online or going on the radio saying that I am a really, really bad guy when I'm not a really, really bad guy, or at least I'm... Uh, trying to be well. This right? touches on another subject you're going to bring up: entitlement. Yeah. Okay. All right. If everybody feels they're entitled, you know, then they all have their own opinion, and their opinion is what that counts the most. You're never going to get anywhere. You know, everybody can argue with everybody about every subject just because they different interpretation. Even I mean, look at the MS-13 animals. Okay. All right. And they, now, now all immigrants are animals. Really. Yeah, what, no, how, and that's really, not exactly the word immigrants a, was no oh, was, was never was in there. Said, you know, no, and that's the whole thing of taking things out of context. Out of context, and, and yeah, and, and because other people want to put their own spin, they want to put their agenda out there, and it 
it is absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to talk about an organization whose purpose is to cause violence, um, trafficking, you know, whether it's human trafficking, drugs, violence, whatever. I mean, saying that those are animals, I think, is being rather mild. That's mildly putting it. They're, you know, bad people are bad people. And if you're going to address bad people, you can, why not just be blunt about it? They're doing bad things, things that, that are not productive for society, productive for dollars, for their purposes, dollars and power. That's what gangs are for. Well, let's remember but, also that uh, it seems like because of this, this information age that we're in, Everybody wants to have their 15 minutes of fame, whatever it may be. Um, it may not be true, it may not be right, it may not be whatever, but for whatever reason they feel it is, because they want to get their 15 minutes of fame, they want to get their face or name or whatever plastered out there at that po point in time. And they say, hey, let's, I'm just going to say this and see where it sticks and see what happens. Going back to consequences. Yeah. You know, and it, it, what are the consequences for doing so? Uh, I'll just delete it. You know, it's yeah, out there. They don't even make them do that half time. Yeah, right. There's, there is no, con if anything, they get a little fame out of it. You How know, many times do you see comments on Facebook from people you know, obviously, because they're your friends on Facebook, but, uh, and you're sitting there going, dude. Did, did you even look anything up about this? Did you read into it at all? How many times are you irritated by having your conservative friends email you stuff that is obviously false? Yeah, right. You know, I, and I, I spend so much time, I, I'm not a friend here either, but I, I don't send a lot of stuff on compared to what I get because I don't want to take the time. To check out the, the, the well, you don't yeah. want to get involved in that back and forth kind of a thing. No. Yeah, that, and that kind of an argument—it's just a waste of time and energy. But I won't. I, I, and it actually change anybody's mind. I won't send it out unless I know it's true. I mean, I got to have some good backup for it. And people don't take the time, and that goes right back to this whole: where are the consequences? Too, you can if you're if you're in the press, you can call. You can just say, "I have a source." Mm -hmm. What is that? Well, your source might be a friggin' Twitter feed that you looked at and go, ooh, I like that. I'm going to tell everybody about that. Doesn't Again, just because it's on the Internet doesn't mean it's true. Um, but it, it's, this stuff is absolutely ridiculous on this mass level. You've got, just like you said, Dan, uh, people want their 15 minutes of fame. Um, and maybe even that's what part of the podcast that we're doing right now is. Is it part of 15 minutes of fame? By the, by the definition of podcast, we don't have enough listeners yet to call ourselves. <laughs> I've never been approached on the street saying, yeah. hey. No. I did actually get that uh, the other day, um, yesterday morning, at uh, the uh, networking group look, where, where you were. Yes, okay. Um, there was a guy, hey, you are real. I see you on Facebook all the time. And he shook my hand like I was somebody. Well, I am somebody, but okay. Glad to meet you. Right. Oh, I listened to your podcast. Oh, well, you're great. In, you're infamous, you know. not famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, this this mass communication level, people putting these things out, and the lack of consequences on 
on what they put out that is completely maybe and I, let's give them the benefit of the doubt maybe they think that's a credible source and that's all they're going with but people don't fact check like you were just saying can you get these things these notes these and these little memes or these little comments no one's fact checking it there was on the um the facebook the the leadership roundtable group uh somebody had posted a meme about uh, uh one of the states having excess funds. It's a very liberal state. And so I looked at There's that. a state like, with excess funds? A liberal state with excess funds? we got to move there. Like quite a bit. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound quite right. Let me do a little research. And you can go out on government sites, and that particular state carries a high level of public debt. And now, of course, it was not near as high as Illinois, where we are now. Well, which, we're number one. No, no we're number eight. Number eight? Yeah. No, eight. we're like two or three. We're, we're, we're in the we're in the top ten. No, on that site, See, on, it's a government site. No, 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 no we're not we're fact checking. Yeah, you're not fact checking. Uh, a government site for states that carry uh, public debt, and Illinois is number eight with a little over eighteen uh, percent of of the gross public debt. I guess yeah, um, stealing from the pension fund isn't really public no. debt. The the interesting thing about that was. The states at the very bottom, the bottom one, two, three, four, five states, the very the carrying the lowest amount of public debt, are all red states. Yes, they're all Republican-run states. Every state that was in the top, the the top ten, was a Democratic state, Democrat-run state. Shocking. Um, the so, call run. But you know you. you People don't look. They look at this and go, oh, here, see, see, see. It, it lends right into their confirmation bias, the, the thought process they want to follow, the agenda they've latched onto because everybody sells to said, ooh, this person is bad. This administration is terrible. Well, when you have, hate these people. You know, when you have beliefs, you look for things that help support. solidify and support sure. your beliefs. And you, you bypass or let go or shed the, the ones that don't. Um, it's very hard to be unbiased. You know, we, we're all grown up with biases in, in some way, shape, or form, it, whether it's cultural or, you know, where you come from, where you live, how you grew up, who brought you up, what kind of education do you have, what level of education do you have. There's so many factors that get involved, in, in the, but people do love to have that latch on to, I read this, I believe it, that's, that's my thoughts, and, and I'm going to run with it. I just had a, a someone I told you brought up on Facebook that uh, you know he was talking about Chicago is now the number one uh, most corrupt city in the country. He voted yes a couple of days ago or something, but he and he was talking about how you know because the the state of Illinois screws up because of the the pension, you know they underfunded the pensions like no they didn't no they didn't they stole, they stole out of the money day. out of the pensions <laughs> and now they're taxing the hell out of their you know the folks in the state to to the second time bring it back up. So second time. It's, how many times have they raised taxes and it's all about getting this pension back in order because of the laws? But, you know, you, the, the person read a story and, you know, complains about taxes going up and up and up and it's to cover the pension because it wasn't done properly. It's like, no, no, no. Get storylines right. Fact check, right? No. Not that we're, you know, all that accurate ourselves here. I think I'm sure we don't have the whole story. No, I know we don't. And fact-checking itself has become rather difficult. Uh, even just general story, well, like the one I was talking about there uh, that I had printed off a little earlier from, from the Daily Mail. That's a U.K. reporting source. 
and, and the UK actually makes a lot of fun. People in the UK make a lot of fun of the Daily Mail. It's kind of like, my impression is, is that it's a little like CNN over here. Um, however, well, you know, <laughs> got four smiles out of that one. You know, it, um, well, I mean, look at the impressions that we're being given here. Um, but the, the interesting thing is, is other countries that run U.S.-based stories tend to actually get those things rather relatively correct. They, they get the facts in there. You can double check, go out and look at sources, go back to, uh, actually, if you go to city websites and because and, every city, every municipality keeps a record of what they actually do. You can look this up if you take the time to do it. And you say, oh, yeah, they did do that. Um, they did spend that money there. One of the best news sources I'm aware of that actually does some serious fact-checking and is, is one of the more unbiased in the world is Al Jazeera. Yeah. Yes. And, Agreed. And how many people me. won't even listen to Al Jazeera or read Al Jazeera? And it's funny because they just, about a year, year and a half ago, they came into the U.S. and they were trying to sell advertising to build a business here and nobody would buy it just because of their name. Not yeah. true anymore, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know, and this is one of the most responsible news services and they do come out of the Middle East and that's a very difficult thing to be in the Middle East and not be biased. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some way, shape, or form, right? It, it, you got to stay away from the things that that particular source would be more biased about, right? But they're pretty neutral when it comes to our civil race relations, right? You know, if you got to stay away from that, then that's a form of, of you know, a bias. A bias, yeah. It's I mean, a form of bias. It's a form of censorship too. Censorship, exactly. Well, we. It is not hard. Y'all have heard me trying to talk Rich Rostron into teaching us a class on this. I, I would be glad to put 50 people in a room. I want him to teach us an hour worth of how to quickly run down some story you heard and mm -hmm. find out what what you know to yeah. to some unknown degree, but usually pretty darn good. What is the truth? And then you can let your emotions bubble up, and then you can say things. But take the time to do it quickly. Rich, would you show us how to do it quickly? Uh, we're going to get him to do it at some point. Yeah. But it ain't hard. Basically, the deal, you can Google fact-checking sites. Sure. <laughs> it comes back with 25 of them. It doesn't all have well, to be Snopes. We all, yeah, no. we all know Snopes. But well, and uh, Snopes is <coughs> even kind of... They made yeah, they're hit or miss. mistakes. They, they yeah. make mistakes and they don't get it right every time either. So you have to be careful. But again, you know, like Al Jazeera or, and it almost it's it's really it's really unfortunate. Because I talked to actually I talked to somebody about uh, that not too long ago. They were literally afraid to go on the website because they didn't want someone tracking. They didn't want. Oh, it'll look, it'll look like I'm looking up, uh, you know, Islam or, or, you know, look like I'm looking up. I'm like, first of all, those are freaking ideals. It's, it's got nothing to do with because they were concerned about being perceived as a racist. Or, for, you're looking at information. And you're talking, you know, the whole subject here is blowing things out of proportion. If we had simple, real reporting and responsible reporting on factual actions and activities where reporters simply go, look, here's footage of what happened. There you are. We are reporting this simply by showing it to you. 
Here is what was said. It was recorded. It was written down as the person said it. Listen for yourselves and leave it there. Get rid of the opinion. I mean, this this whole thing is, is Get rid a, of the opinion. opinion. That, uh, well, <laughs> well, and then I, there's no point I, listening. I, I had this daydream. I was, I was trying to write a comedic thing about something else, and, and, and I wandered down this path that I, I'd like to share with you. The whole idea is imagine a, no, a normal news show, show not, for, for, for biased major network news shows. I like David Muir. I just like his presentation style, and I like some of the points of view it presents, right? And, it, and he's, he's so earnest, and he's got this great voice. How would it be if, if, if it suddenly became procedure that when he's telling you the facts of what happened in a given event, his voice is normal? But anytime he starts to throw opinion on top of that, it turns to Daffy Duck. <laughs> well, I mean, opi opinion is what draws people. You like David Muir, and you're not even a millennial. But, you know, you, you, people who want to listen to CNN versus the people who want to listen to Fox, right? And the, and the different news shows. It's because they like the opinions of those behind the scenes that are pushing... You know their agenda out there, and then I, I don't know is that, that they like their opinions so much as it is the opinions that that the opinions are generated. And here's here's where I diverge a little bit from some people. Uh, yeah, uh, so. most people say, "Well, I read this in the newspaper. I read that in the newspaper." I tend to not try to read too many news stories because I don't know number one who that reporter is. Unless it's a, a you know, a Washington Post or something like that, where you're getting a a um, uh, a reporter that's been on the front line for so many years that he's not necessarily going to give you opinion; he's going to give you fact. <laughs> Did, no, that, no, 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 really? no, no. <laughs> hey, no, yes. Washington Post has been hit a lot lately for well, some lately, wonderful comments. Yes, lately. But the but my point is this, you know. Um, in uh, there was a there was a comment there that was made uh, about um, you know Trump saying, "Hey, it's been a year. We should just forget about forget about this whole thing." You know, but how many years did it? How many years did Iran Contra go? How many years did Watergate go? How many years did it take well, for them to bring all that up? I don't and know. If you, and if you look if you look it up. The minimum, I think, uh, the earliest one, I think, was um, uh, not Iran-Contra, but before Iran-Contra, and it was around three and a half years. So he's got a couple of years to go before what, he... What story could we have had back then that was investigated for three and a half years? WMD, right? The Middle East, that went on for ten years. Yeah, yeah, plus the plus you have the uh, uh, and nothing ever found. No, whoops. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean that's another. Now, I don't think now we have a billion. But I'm just you know I mean there. But see that's the thing. These 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 things cost us so much money in terms of time, energy, and money. We should say you know I mean whatever happened to the sunset bill that that uh, uh, Percy introduced years and years ago. That a law is only going to be good for this long, until, unless we increase it or or extend it. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard about laws being dropped off the books. 
You know, and, and I was thinking... Well, there are still ridiculous laws on the well, books. Well, of course there are. I mean, you, you, know, you, you still can get uh, fined for watering your, water, watering your lawn while it's raining. Um, well, there's a lot of laws that That's just true. Aren't. In Illinois, you yeah, can. Yeah. Spit and, on a sidewalk. And and the, and there's the a lot so. of laws that are in books that aren't but observed. The, but the thing is that there, there are, you know, there, there we're talking about um, uh, legislative and executive. Okay, the difference between the two. And things that are not legislated are now signed by the executive, and all of a sudden it's a rule. It's not a, it's not law, but it's a rule. Okay, and if you look back in history, this is what happened in Nazi Germany. I mean, because when when uh, Hitler became president, who was elected by a democratic government, okay, all of a sudden he started making rules. He started writing executive orders, and these executive orders eventually ended up being a totalitarian state. So where are we where are we headed with all of this is my question. Well, where are well, we where are we headed with this? Are we headed down the slippery slope? Are we on the slippery slope? Are we trying I think to we're, climb back up? What we're we actually on the slippery slope with regard we actually talked about that last week. We talked about uh, you know presidency and rule by <laughs> the stroke of a pen right. a little bit last week. And you know again that can be undone in our case, it, it is, and we're seeing it has been everything that a president does. If he cannot get the Congress, our Congress, to work for them, they run executive orders. It's how they do it. It's rules. It's not law. And then the next guy who comes in, it's just like a change in management at a company. They're going to well, change things over. We talked about that last week, right? And in our case, now they're you know, you know using Germany as an example in Hitler. Well, that, we all know how that ended. Well, right? but, it, it, um, look at the differences. The very first things that Hitler did when he came to power, <laughs> granted he came to power through a democratic republic, I'm sorry, a republic uh, process that is somewhat yeah. suspect, right, about the accuracy. <laughs> That's of true. But the very first thing he did with his rules was censorship. Mm -hmm. And he started the Ministry of Propaganda. This is 1933. Yeah. By 1937, nobody in Germany knew what was going on. And, it, and okay, look at the difference between that and Trump, who's trying to do the opposite. He's trying to keep everything open. Well, you're and, talking about, so when, when you get into these situations, what has changed fundamentally? Okay, and, and because I think people throughout different generations could argue the same thing, that, you know, systems... Have been changing. You're giving executive uh, group more power, and you know how did this all come about? What are the fundamentals that have changed that have allowed these things to happen? These things to go forward, you know, that allows the press to say I have a source and put out just the most outrageous comments. Yeah, you know, seriously, I, you know, there's a, these are fundamental changes and shifts. And you, that's something I think should really be studied because it, that can show you direction. Well, I think the fundamental shift, which you, you guys have already mentioned, is this social media, the mass communication on an individual level. And, yeah. and again, you look on Twitter, uh, civil tension, we have a Twitter feed where, the, where it's what, maybe a couple months old or maybe, maybe six episodes old now. Um, this is our 19th. And I think we're up to a whopping, not quite 480 followers. So been drawing, you have been growing it very, very organically, finger quotes That's in the air. Many people as I can pay a lot, Peter. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, you know. But then you look at these other accounts that are 
10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000. And they're goofy. It's goofy, 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 stupid, inane crap. But there are, wrap your head around that a little bit. Uh, over 100,000 people with a Twitter account are following somebody who talks about their cat or their, yeah. you know, it, it's just, <laughs> I mean, and part of me goes, okay, we've got four cats in the house. Which one's the most interesting? Because maybe I'll get a lot of attention on that if I go, civil tension with my friggin' cat. And actually, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, none and of the cats. it's outrageous enough that it's their own TV show. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's like, okay, look at everybody who loves to watch these reality shows. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, What's real about it? There's not a damn thing real about it. No, okay. No, not at all. The big thing that, okay, let's say we're trying to help somebody get elected. And, and okay, in the olden days, you would sit down with your quill and a pile of paper that cost a ton of money, in real mm -hmm. money, right? And you would hand write a note to each person you wanted to, to influence, right? And you would fold it up, seal it with wax, hand it to the man from the Pony Express, and spend a bundle of money getting it delivered. And you would have to do that for each person you wanted to influence. Now, things came down a few notches with the invention of the Xerox machine, which we will give Ben credit for, right? Where now you can take that letter, photocopy it, and mail it out for four cents copy. And, and what happened with this whole technology? What was about computers and everything that was was sold to us from the get-go? We're going to save trees. There's going to be less <laughs> yeah. paper used. Yeah. 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 There's more paper used now than <laughs> ever. Oh, and it's going to be everything's going to become paperless. It's we're going to be yeah. a paperless, oh, we're well, be paperless society. Oh, paperless oh my society. god! And now we find out. Well, that's not so cool because it all can be stolen. Yeah. You know, can now you all your well, any any form at all can be stolen. Exactly. As we have found out. Right. You know, it's, yeah, anybody who believes anything they have going on is safe. No, they're uh, they're delusional. The fact, back to, back to the point that I was driving at is, it has become effortless for me to step up to my phone and flood whatever garbage I want to generate onto hundreds of thousands of people. It's too easy. Yeah. And and our character development has not kept up with the the power of the tools in our hands. Here we go back to entitlement. <laughs> entitlement. <laughs> and Show me a sense of responsibility, folks. Show me some 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 you know some groundedness. You know, we have okay. Uh, we all have people in high school that we know now, right? We know people in high school. When's the last time you heard of anybody being taught to debate? in high school. Well, and even... That still goes on. It's still, still, still actually goes yesterday. On. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm listening. And so, I was at a volunteer group uh, as part of a chamber and, and, and at luncheon yesterday, and it was with a lot of the high school kids that um, do volunteer work. And we were praising them and giving them a gift. And, what district, uh, if I may I ask. noticed one, uh, this was Round Lake. Good man. And uh, great school. And uh, uh, it was interesting that I, I noticed... Two of the kids were wearing T-shirts that were they were on the debate team, 
And I was like, wow, I didn't know that still went on. Bill, you realize when word of this gets out, everybody's going to move to Round Lake. And, and <laughs> not necessarily. Well, if they, I mean, if they knew what that school was like, they don't want to live there anyway. It's, a, it's an absolutely top notch, uh, rewarded, nationally rewarded school. Awesome. Yeah, yeah they really do. And it's amazing because people will think Round Lake, oh, whoa, dump, dive. What can they have? But their school is phenomenal. Well, I'm, on a, I'm on a local scholarship committee, and um, uh, we um, have a scholarship that is uh, given out to two uh, students for a thousand dollars, I believe it is each, and the the students have to fill out a form. They have to fill out a. Uh, you know, uh, send an essay as to why we should give them the scholarship, and then the ones that are that merit the merit the follow-up have to have a personal interview with three of us. Okay, and we, I I was on this scholarship as I've been on scholarship committee now for about four years, and it's it's uh, amazing what some of these kids do. And what they're involved in, but I mean, one kid this year sent in not only uh, the the uh, application, the essay. She sent in transcripts. She sent in two letters of recommendation from teachers. Okay, uh, and you know when you go that far, you know that this kid is is trying very very hard to impress. Not only that, but I think she was the only one that came dressed for an interview. Wow. That's, that's the mindset of that person as well. It, it well, is. It's, it's it's how they're raised, uh, right. their, their, but their, their inner drive. Well, that's, that's, you know, boy, parenting, I just heard some wonderful news. This is cool. Too. And, but it is part of the mindset, and that's really cool to hear because it doesn't seem like we see that nor hear that from a lot of the high school age kids that are coming out now especially over the last handful of years and going back to the debate thing and again even looking at that uh, and looking at things being blown out of proportion uh, my daughter actually you know this year at school one of the things that one of her classes they had to do was at college for first year uh, they had a debate and they had debate topics and didn't matter whether you liked the topic or not, you had to debate it. And her part of her job was fact gathering for her team. She didn't get up and speak. Her team actually presented a great factual, really well composed argument. But their orator was evidently not very charismatic. Mm-hmm. The, the side they were debating had no facts argued everything from emotion yep. and just came at it yelling and, and shouting and screaming and, and, and really, really, they brought the charisma to it and they won. Even though what they presented was in no way a factual argument or fact-based or thought-based. It was all emotion-based. We all know people, though, that... Sounds, like the, sounds like the last uh, Republican... Uh, <laughs> well, we all, we all know people campaign. that we deal with that, that <laughs> tend to, to throw down their gloves and let's go, let's fight, uh, right or wrong. They're, they just start... They're ready to get into that argument. They're ready to put up a fight. And it's like, you know, you just think being louder makes you more right? 
being tougher makes you yeah, more right. It's, it's yeah. like trying to get through Seriously. to somebody who doesn't speak your language by right. shouting louder. By shouting, like shouting by talking yeah. louder. Well, but that's the whole thing. Blowing in blowing things out of proportion. People who often get louder and get more impassioned and really, really want to drive home a point, the, the more volume they put behind things, everything that really, truly matters falls away because we people are emotional creatures. We we're driven by emotion. Well, squeaky and, wheel. Yeah, squeaky we're wheel gets that. the grease. And, you know, squeaking pig gets the slop. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. So you you can it's very easy to blow things up, make them louder, make them bigger, take them out of context, point people in the direction you want them to go. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're doing anything based on fact anymore. It just matters that, oh, I've got this opinion and I'm gonna be very, very, very loud with it. Thank you very much, Renee. Awesome. Oh right, because and, like you said, the louder I am, the more right I must be. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's. <laughs> hey, you want to join us today? Love to have you. Goodness, I agreed with those statements. Better myself. And and Get for anybody some. listening, that's Renee. She's been taking Hi. care of us here today. Research, at, uh, research, research. Yes, there you go. Uh, here at Cafe. I, I grew up in a family where we we all love to argue. Good <laughs> argument, but what I what and that's where I learned the, the louder that person gets, the more wrong they are. It's like. You, Seriously, I, and I'm not gonna. I, I can't name names, but I have family members that, you know, I, I'm just sitting there going, "How can you know so much? How can you know everything?" Well, every oh, family because you're the loudest one. <clears throat> well, and what I've noticed too is, on occasion, when I've decided to assert myself based on my own opinion of a topic or subject or whatever, it is been and has been literally within moments that karma comes around and just bites me right in the ass <laughs> really pete that's that's what you think that's what you're gonna espouse this. as to be the thing <laughs> let me just jam this right in there and uh, uh show you how wrong you are well, so, you know, look at the look at how it divides things it divides people though so you look at what went on here yesterday or the day before with obama here in chicago trying to get uh, a passage to build his library um, and you you literally had the people on, uh, standing next to each other one screaming and hollering and shouting for it to be passed and one group screaming and hollering for it not to be passed and just get louder and louder if you've ever been to any of these protests in downtown yeah. Chicago you, you whenever one's going on it's hilarious you go out there and you listen and you see all these people walking by and all of a sudden you see all the signs and everybody's got a different agenda you don't even know what this this whole thing is in, about in the most no. eloquent immortal words of Stephen Stills everybody pretty much saying hooray for our side yeah. that's about all that's going it, on it's hilarious you don't even know what the protest is about well, the protest no. the protest if uh, if I may uh, the protest, protest, if I'm not mistaken, is because the people that are in that area do not want to be displaced, number one. Number two, they don't want to have their uh, lives uh, uh, and that entire area uh, broken up for the next two or three years while they build it. Uh, let's face it, Jackson Park is one of the f- biggest uh, uh, trafficked parks in the city. Of Chicago, and they would 
effectively shut down Jackson Park. Yeah, well, it's, it would destroy the neighborhood as we know it now. Well, that's long they, story that's short. Just, that's the same thing. They, that's the same thing they do with. But what, with, what uh, part of society hasn't learned the fact that if you don't have a lot of money and a lot of influence, uh, you can get pushed anywhere they want? Well, it's it's not a question so much as that. But there's see, there's the other side that that because it's a presidential library, which we should have here, and I don't dispute we should have, but it, I don't know that that's the best place for it. But the other thing is, the um, uh, the point I was going to make is that the, the the people that are are advocating it, well, they have their point too. But there again, what happened with uh, with the um, uh, with the Spielberg? Was it Spielberg or the uh, yeah? No, there was uh, Spielberg, the Star Wars Museum. Star Museum, yeah. The Lucas Museum. The Lucas, Lucas Museum. Museum. Yeah. The same same thing. They were, <coughs> they didn't want to have their. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was. You can't take up this. Whose ox on is getting gored? Whose ox is getting gored? That's the question. Yeah. And, and uh, the people in this particular contest, you know, the thing over the the the, the, the museum is the people that live there don't want it. All the people that do want it don't live there. Will not be impacted. Well, it's that whole not in my backyard kind of thing. Right. Uh, so they'll find the place. I mean, it's it's fairly traditional for the presidential library to be built or established within the president's hometown. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Independence, Missouri, and we had the Harry Truman Library, Harry S. Truman Library there. And uh, in fact, you could walk up and down and you could even go on tours of his house, and even Bess was still there when I was little, um, his wife, and she was actually really very nice, but I was little, you know. I mean, but there was even Secret Service right across the street from the house, but um, you know what, They, they they were nice. It was nice. It, it was actually really rather nice. It was very not not too many presidential libraries have caused the damage that, that this particular library appears to be about to cause uh, to the to the to the way of life of everybody that lives within five miles of it. Uh, it obviously wasn't presented very well in order to get it passed, approved, and everybody happy and everything. And it just. It got located you know, according to who who made how much money, right? None of whom lived there. You're right back to blowing things out of proportion. I mean, ultimately, a presidential library is is very much just an ego thing for the prior. You know, it's like the, anything the else. It's about money. It's about money, yep. and who's going to go? I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm certainly never going to go to 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 his library. I've got zero interest. Um, I don't even know what he put in it. The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> um, you know, I'll well, see that's but, uh, uh, no, is that the right attitude to have? Yeah, it's, it's my attitude. <laughs> that's it's my, it's my attitude. And, and again, this this whole this whole thing. So this is all opinion. Um, we're not reporting news. We're sitting here talking right. about things right. with a bit of an attitude. And you know, I think that civil tension is shifting from our original stated purpose because I simply have not found. I, I've not been good at bringing people in or finding people from a more liberal point of view who want to come sit and talk yeah, we got, with us. We need, and we so need we are a bunch of, you know, <laughs> most everybody I know is, is in my age group, uh, and I've got white hair in my beard and in my mustache and, you know, 
more than a little more than five decades under my belt. So you know, I'm that doesn't child. make you conservative. Yeah. Or I'm going to ask. I'm going to no, ask a and, stupid and I, question here. And I mean, yes. you know, uh, but uh, you know, I tend to lean a little bit more conservative. But again, I think I we've had we, that conversation. You know, people before. with orange hair do think but, differently, but still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to ask a stupid question here, I'm sorry. and I'm, I'm no, just, we'll give you a stupid here answer. Stan's uh, stupid question for my, the year. My yeah. stupid question right? for the for the year is uh, is early. You know, we're talking about only May. You know, we're talking about things that happen, um, has anyone here researched how many properties Trump owns and how many of them are now being uh, serviced by the government in terms of, uh, or reserviced by the government in terms of being, uh, because he's president, now they have to have to update them in terms of their their, government uh, doesn't touch that stuff. Oh, the heck, they don't. No, that's all outsourced. That's that's outsourced management. It's they they have to. It's it, you know understand with Trump, his money's all on paper. You understand real that. money. You know, it's all on paper. It's all about running money through different companies and. and it's not a question. Of, I'm not talking about a question of running the running the money. But I'm talking about in terms of uh, security. All that stuff has to come through the government. He's getting security, and now are all those security upgrades being run by the government? Are the taxpayers paying for those? Or is it Trump paying for those? I think That's net. something that uh, we... I think uh, net, Mr. Trump is writing a pretty large check for the privilege of being president. Well, you know, compared to what would happen in his life if he had just gone on being the capitalist Trump that we all knew and loved before the you know, campaign... Um, Doing and loved. Apparently, <laughs> 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 you never if, worked for him. <laughs> if, if, if my Truly. mom listens to this, Ken, she's going to cringe right there. Yeah, well, she and I made a pact to never, ever discuss Trump. Because she... Uh, well, you can get out of your system here, then. Oh. Well, I mean, he doesn't bother me a bit. I know... I, I understand to a point... I don't know the man personally, of course, but... I understand the mentality of wanting to be the president. It's all power. It's all about narcissism. Um, you cannot hold that office without having a mighty high opinion of yourself um, in, in deciding that, you know what, my ideas are the best to lead the known free world. And the biggest, in fact, quickest growing nation, the youngest nation, the nation with the biggest stick on the planet at this point needs my leadership that like you said this last episode you got a big pair and, yeah. and I actually by the way that, that quote trended remarkably well thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> evidently there were a large number of people who were keenly interested in learning about the big pair you were talking about <laughs> when I put that out in I'm conjunction gonna, with I'm the link I'm not going to elaborate on that. So, <laughs> So, but, but you do need a big pair when you're dealing with the big boys. Yeah. All right. There are certain jobs and careers that require. I mean, in certain levels of positions, you're the higher ups in the corporate world. You need a pair. You yeah. need to. You need to have an ego. You're dealing with people with egos. I spent 20 years in the trading pits. Trust me, there aren't many people with bigger egos than those folks. Well, and that's too. You point. have to have an ego to, to be able to fight. To, to, to Absolutely. play the game. To do that job. To, yeah. to do that job, and that's what it is. Or you and, get trained. And the presidency of this country is it's a big freaking job. And if you want to get certain things accomplished, you need someone in there who's not going to be afraid to tweet at 3 o'clock in the morning something that is rather blunt. I mean, he, he communicates, whether people like it or not, 
he communicates very effectively. He communicates very effectively because he does it bluntly, to the point. You're not left questioning what did he mean, what did that mean. You know it's right there, and people don't like that. That's hilarious that you say that because it just came out yesterday where Hillary made the comment that you really want a leader where nobody can predict what he's thinking or what he's going to do. And, and I'm sitting here going, hmm, I would love a leader where you can't predict what he's thinking and what he's going to do around this world. I think that's pretty much what we got. if he's easily predictable, then everybody knows how to play the game and get around it. Yeah. I, now, he is predictable. He says what he to feels, my mind, he says what he wants. But yeah. He's predictable in the directions that he's taking, in the, in the, in the broader uh, spectrum of results that he wants. How he's going to get from here to there, that's always a great mystery, and that's good with me. I think people know. are coming around more and more to these tweets and understanding more and more of the strategy of them. Yeah. And that these are just aren't blurtouts. No. You know, which, of course, he's wont to do. Um, and, and I'm sure he's done it historically. He's always said it, whatever he wanted to say and, and, and whatever he felt. But uh, there's strategy behind it. I think uh, it was mischaracterized. My gosh, I have forgotten who said this. But it, uh, it was described that when he tweets, he speaks in parables and generalisms at the level of the audience he is targeting. Well, And, I, and, and, and looking back on a lot of the things that incensed some people, was he reaching the people with the right message that he was intending to get? Ladies and gentlemen, I think so. Maybe so. And it's been amazing. Maybe so. He's not perfect. And, and no. You know, there's no, nobody, nobody is as much as many people believe they are. And, and, but I agree with you. I think he gets his point across to the group he's trying to get it across to. The fact that he offends 300,000 other groups uh, by targeting one, you know, is, is, is almost kind of funny. Maybe he's making use of that fundamental thing that says, you know, you forget about the bad stuff a year later and you remember the good stuff. <laughs> forget about the bad, remember the good. But then you get back to that whole offense thing and blowing things out of proportion. I mean, a lot of this, when people take offense, when they take offense hugely, don't sweat it, you're fine, Renee. All right. But because we're, I mean, we're in a restaurant. Don't do it again. <laughs> but. When people take offense, it's very quick to start and see what their actual behavior is. Because when people start to behave in a knee-jerk reaction, an offense creates, offense is born out of fear. It, well, it's offense, it, it, it's, it's emotion. You got fear, you got anger. That all comes up. And when you watch how people conduct themselves in that state, you can pretty quickly start to say, you know what, you're ridiculous. You're like a... And, and again, humans are emotional creatures. Every, it's funny that we make a distinction between, between kids and adults because every adult who starts to get offended reverts to a three-year-old who throws themselves, and I'm speaking figuratively in some cases, but throws themselves on the ground and starts flinging their arms and their legs and yelling and screaming. Now, can you imagine what it would be like if, if, if we're going to get into overblown situations and we're going to throw fits and protest, because a protest is an adult temper tantrum, it really is, but could you imagine what things would be like if that 
action never changed. At three years old, you learn how to throw a fit, throw a temper tantrum, and that's how you wind up expressing your displeasure at a situation all through life. No matter where you are, someone offends you, <gasps> hence, hence the famous line, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I, hey, wait, wait. You, you can't do that. Don't you, you no, ever no, do no, this. No, 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 no. I, wanna, I, no. I want this. You're going to get in trouble if you ever do this, but it's okay for me to. You know, and, and I, I kind of like the idea. I think, man, how entertaining would the world be if, as Ken, you said earlier, when the news was reported as fact in a normal tone, but when you went into uh, opinion... It was done in Daffy Duck or, or, you know, whatever other cartoon character. It would be entertaining, but then also. When was news like that? No, just what Ken's no, example it should, it just would be fun. It would be a great skit just on Saturday Night Live or something like that, where, I, I, you know, okay, here's the news, right? And as long as he's stuck to the facts, unvarnished facts, came out normal. And when he started to slide into why that's bad or good, or if he facts either way, then the voice would slide to Daffy Duck or, or Donald Duck. Well, if you or, recall, if you recall, in, in in Chicago, we used to have a, a couple of anchormen who, one was a newsman and one was the commentator. A, a commentator. Right. And when they went into opinion, he said, "No, this is his opinion." Okay. So, was the other one just giving fact? I don't know. Be nice to know. You'd that like to know that if time. they if they would say that is it this is now this is an opinion or this is this is my opinion on the thing or this is our opinion. Okay, on the thing. it's fact. I got a source. Okay. Does that no, make it? That would that be quacking. That would be quacking. Whether they said it or not, you don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, but, but they don't. You you wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't be asking or telling you. They would be, they would be checking supposedly. Well, there again, you go. again, to go you against, know. to go against, against, to go against the libel reasons. laws. Okay, they would supposedly be checking and saying, "Look, I have a source," but they would be checking someone who would know and be in the know. Libel laws are like any other laws, open to interpretation. Well, there you go. Hence, there you, are. you you just take two lawyers fighting one argument. One's going to win. One's going to lose. Yes, and one's going to pay for it. You know, yes, that's it's, us. It's interpretation. It's always interpretation. You know what? We have actually been recording for an hour and five minutes. Um, this has been. You mean I have to go to work? This has been fun. If, and are there any parting thoughts, any wrapping up thoughts? Have we thought at all? We are out of thoughts. We have no more thoughts. Are we thought empty or are you still? I think, you, I think you're correct. I think we need to get some other other opinions. We need, we need to get some representation. I, you know, uh, We need some good, strong people that are, at the very least, less to the right than I am. You know, well, you know what we're battling here? It, right from wrong. You know, and we have what we think is right versus what's wrong. And, and it's funny because we talk about this as if other people don't get it as clearly as we do. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're not necessarily any more right or more wrong than anybody else. That's Absolutely not. You know, we, we, we definitely, it, it, it's nice to have a little source and an outlet just to, uh, you know, go out and play. Yeah. Turn What's off the energy. On that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and this is, this is kind of a playtime kind of thing. This yeah. is, you know, hey, I have all these thoughts rolling around in my head. 
I know other people do too. And I'm thank you very much for hanging in and doing this. And I hope you guys enjoy doing this. Uh, I mean, you, you keep coming back, so yay! <laughs> but, well, nobody's uh, being down my door for business because of this. So, well, <laughs> this is quite, you know what? Yeah, nobody's beating my door down for business because of this either. As a matter of fact, I have no clue how to market this. Maybe as a maybe we can turn it into a radio show, but because I've got I also have I don't even know if you guys know this I have Pete Talk Jobs, yep. which um, is a very relatively new podcast, um, but that's aggregated like massively quickly, but it's got a very very specific purpose where I talk about employers who are hiring and a handful of people who are looking for work, and uh, employers sponsor jobs. Well that's easy here do you want to sponsor jobs it's super yeah. freaking cheap uh, and uh, it's actually it actually airs now on uh, uh, Kent, see there would be a topic Kent's radio station yeah, that, that would be a topic yeah. as to the people who are are not being hired okay because of age discrimination or whatever discrimination there may be um, you know they're it's, or maybe they're just not qualified. No, no, that, that's what they say. You may not be qualified. I mean, I had, I that's had. It's like uh, saying I have a source. Right. This is. <laughs> I, I think an Dan's right. Out. This is a pretty solid topic and one that you're certainly overqualified to chair. Um, let's talk about the reality of who's not in the job market that should be, because we all know 3.9 percent is a big, big lie. Right. Oh, absolutely. And and the deal is, an yeah. awful lot of people my age. I'm 67 right now. When I turned 52, 53, a lot of really strange things happened, including the beginnings of the outsourcing movement and the end of the major movement. Boom, it put me out of a job, and I had no way to get a job, and yeah, here I am. Hot flashes. <laughs> working for me when I would actually rather be doing some of the things, but they won't hire me for these kinds of reasons. Right. Most of which have to do with my age and their perception of how little money I would be able, I would be willing to accept as compensation. Absolutely. It happened right? forty-seven. Right. They they assume that I want six-digit money. I don't. You know, I studied the employment rates for twenty years, right? Mm -hmm. Watching the, the most important day to go to work every every month was Unemployment Friday, and mm -hmm. to listen to the numbers that come out and sit there and roll your eyes, going, "Okay, whatever." Market's going to react to whatever information comes out, right or wrong. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Market's going to react to it, and they're going to react harsh. You know whether that's good or bad, whether big time up, big time down, whatever. But you knew something that you know the markets were going to move. And then it's it, it, hilarious because a few hours later, after the information's been digested, uh, there's a shift. Yeah, there's a complete shift. Um, so we could talk about that for you know two different angles. Yeah, we really could. And so, but at this point, I'm going to thank you all very much for joining me. Um, I'm going to pass on the smattering of applause because you know, oh, we're going to have the round of applause. Okay. Anyway, applause Who else yourselves. Is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very, very much.